Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between. Grab your vices. Chillax. Let's get straight to it. This is episode 44 of Straightforward with Ms. B. I hope everybody um, had a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Just want to start off with that. My Thanksgiving was uh, went quite well, um, was with family, um, mainly with uh, my pops out of the family. Uh, my pops is from Ghana. Um, so it was definitely wonderful just spending some time um, with uh, his people, my little cousins and things of that nature. And um, eating some good food, drinking hella wine. If anybody knows, um, you know, Africans and, you know, people from Europe or the UK, um, France, um, wine is definitely, wine is, is basically like water. So um, there's always going to be wine um, at any given, t- at any given time, <laughs> not just on holidays, but it's always going to be wine available. Um, so yeah, so I had a wonderful Thanksgiving, just fellowshipping with family. Um, didn't do any work that day. So yeah, so I definitely took advantage of that time frame. So I hope Everybody out there who's listening in had a wonderful Thanksgiving and also, um, you know, is getting a shopping on and getting things together for this Christmas holiday that's coming up in the next couple of weeks for us. Um, I've been, you know, myself taking care of some shopping. Um, I got my mom out the way. I think I need to still thinking about my dad's gift and um, granny's gift. I'm, yeah, I'm still kind of up in the air on what I want to get those two, but I've gotten my mom out the way at least. So um, I don't have any kids. So for me, you know, Christmas is not that di- very difficult to, um, you know, to celebrate for me. So, um, yeah, just waiting on Christmas, man. It's that time of year, time of year, and it's extremely, extremely cold. Um, I guess that's a good thing because we are in the winter season. So, um, yeah, I've been trying to just stay warm. <laughs> From night out shopping, just try to stay warm for sure. So today's um podcast, man, I tell you, it's been a whole lot of shit going on um since our last pod, episode 43. Um, it seems like everywhere you turn, people's livelihoods, people's marriages, you know, people's business, uh opportunities everything seems to be just fucking going up in smoke man I tell you everywhere you turn um so I wanted to just kind of take the time out and um get into that a little bit and explore you know several of these um top stories that kind of hit the airwaves like I said these past week or a week or two and I think it's would be very interesting to try to talk about them today. Um, and definitely I wanted to kind of switch up and, and bring her much lighter um, episode today because I feel like each week for the past couple of weeks, we've been diving into, you know, deaths and um, talking about mental health um, concerns. So I wanted to just kind of switch it up a little bit today and uh, keep a lighter mood going today. So this should be fun. All right, so let's see here. We're going to start off. So 
for those of you who enjoy, who are music lovers, such as myself, um, one of my um, favorite genres of music is rhythm and blues or R&B, as most of us, um, you know, know it by. And um, as far as black culture goes and those who, you know, listen to R&B, there's been a lot of shit going on with the R&B group Escape. Um, for those of you that is not familiar with the group, um, that group is uh, a fem- of female singers. Um, they consist of um, Atlanta residents Tamika Tiny Harris, which she is married to rapper T.I., Candy Burris Tucker from, you know, we know Candy um, from The Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, Latasha Scott, and Tamika Scott. And those are sisters. So um, this particular group have been around since the 90s. Um, They're very extremely popular um, group in the R&B world and just music world in general. Um, They were first found um, and signed to Jermaine Dupree's um, So So Dev label. Um, However, they only released, I believe, during that time frame when they was, you know, hot hot out there in these streets um they only released i believe three albums three albums um each of the albums you know they came with hits very very hit you know wide popular hit songs um that ran up the charts um as well but after their third album um which was called traces of my lipstick um at that point something happened and Candy Burris decided that, hey, um, I'm going to leave the group. I need, I'm need, i ready to leave the group and pursue um, pursue a solo career. So that's kind of how um, the escape journey ended um, back in the day. And um, I definitely wanted to do, initially this particular podcast, I wanted to dive into um, the... Um, the whole issue with R&B groups, not necessarily R&B groups, but just musical groups in general, how um, we tend to see a lot of them who end up um, just disbanding, like they they break up, you know what I mean? And a lot of times we see it's because of the various personalities within these groups. People can't necessarily get along, or if they do get along, maybe um, different people have different um, ideas on how the business of the group should be ran. They may fall out with managers and things of that nature. So we tend to see that a lot um, in the music world. I think for um, Escape, I think for Escape, Um, they was having some issues with the fact that, um, many people, many people, um, thought that, um, the Scott sisters who were a part of the group had the stronger voices, um, and not like Candy or Tiny, who, by the way, um, Candy and Tiny, throughout the years ended up, you know, taking their talents as songwriters and pinning, you know, extremely um, popular songs that went to sell platinum 
gold, you know, records um, for other artists such as Beyonce and, you know, Destiny's Child. So they've always kind of been able to continue to utilize, you know, utilize their songwriting talents um, within the industry and still, you know, um, be out there and, and make money and things of that nature. Um, but back in the 90s, the rumors were that, you know what I mean, Jermaine Dupree at some point um, began to place um, place the Scott sisters and especially, I believe it was um, Latasha Scott, as kind of being the one in the group who was the lead, you know what I mean? Like her voice would kind of stand out. She was given, um, you know, the opportunity to, you know, share her talents with her voice and lead a lot of the vocals. And apparently that kind of pissed off. Um, I won't say it pissed off the entire group, but it definitely rubbed Candy Burris the wrong way, apparently. And that is what was, you know, the reason behind her wanting to lead the group to pursue a solo career. Now, Candy did put out, you know, put out quite a few um, singles here and there. I can't remember whether or not she put out a full project. She probably did. Um, but she definitely has attempted to do the single um, single career. Um, but I don't think it ever really, you know, it, re- it didn't really pan out for her probably as she expected. Um, luckily, Candy has always been one that we know of um, that has been very well at managing her finances. Um, so I'm sure she always, you know, kept a check in her pocket, which she continued to do today. Um, and then eventually she was able to um, get into the reality TV world and became um, she was one of the, you know, starting um, figures on the Bravo hit series Real Housewives of Atlanta. So, you know, Candy has been able to kind of keep her star power there throughout the years. And it's been over 20 something years since they entered, you know, the entertainment industry. Um, <clears throat> um, however, just some of the rumors in regards to um, the group disbanding. Um, Tamika Scott at one point um, had alleged that the group broke up not because of Latasha taking the lead vocals, what, but in fact, in fact, they broke up because Jermaine Dupree um, and Candy supposedly um, had begun sleeping together. Um, so I'm sure how that, if that is true, I'm sure how um, that definitely was a conflict of interest for the group. Um, And, hey, you know, the group just probably wasn't having it. Um, And because of them sleeping together, um, Candy had it in her mind or felt as though she was entitled to more lead vocals, you know, on their records. Um, But, however, Jermaine Dupree kind of, you know, stuck to his first mind and allowed Tasha, Latasha to remain kind of being um, the lead or, you know, just having a lot of um, the main vocal parts um, on their songs. And Candy decided to, you know, 
to leave at this point. So fast forward, that happened in the 90s, early 2000s. Now, we're going to fast forward to today, right? 20 years later, um, it's been rumblings, and I believe it may have been some advertising, a little bit of marketing advertising at this point. They are escape. Um, it's supposed to be coming out with a new reality TV show with them along with R&B group SWV. I believe Mona Scott Young, who is the brainchild of Love and Hip Hop, um, the Love and Hip Hop reality show franchises, um, is supposed to also be executive producing this um, show as well with the ladies. So within the last couple of months, I'll say within the last few months, there has been things that's just been kind of happening. And fans of Escape have noticed that, hey, something ain't right with this group. Something looks like, you know, some, something's going on with the group, right? So um, recently um, the group was honored um with the lady of soul award at the 2022 um soul train Awards show um and um let's give them some applause for that because congratulations to the ladies for being honored i think that is very very well deserved for those ladies um because you know even though they had stopped for years making putting out music, they only produced three albums as, as a full group. Um, they have within the last few years um, been able to kind of pick up their, you know, singing and musical careers back up, and they've been doing a lot of tours. I think they're actually supposed to have um, some type of show R&B experience or something that's happening here in Atlanta um, on this weekend as well. So they've been, you know, back on the road doing their shit. Um, but just to give a little um, context to the success of the group, um, the group actually has sold over 7 million records, um, 7 million rec records. And um, I think that is um commendable you know of them however at the soul train awards though the red carpet the red carpet is where many people really kind of looked at the group and said wait a wait 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 one damn minute something is not right and that's because um latasha she showed up in a gown that was a total different color from the rest of the girls. Escape is one of those groups who kind of keeps it on that Destiny's Child, Supremes, Invogue type of level where when we present ourselves as a group out in public, um, we always try to at least have the same, um, if not the same, type of clothing on we at least want to always continue to be color code coordinated right um but for some reason that fans didn't know latasha showed up in a different color dress let me pull up the picture here on my phone because i did save it so the ladies basically were in you know candy um tamika and it's tomika and a tamika 
Um, all three of them basically had on these like um, diamond uh, sequins, silver, grayish silver type of gowns, right? But here comes Latasha, not even smiling in the photos. She shows up in kind of like this um, satin green, green, greenish, yellowish type of color. I don't know, you know, I don't know the names of these fancy colors, but she was not in sync with the rest of the group. So that definitely raised the eyebrows of all of their fans. Um, and we all were wondering like, what the fuck, you know what I'm saying? What, what is she doing? You know what I'm saying? So apparently word has come out is that Latasha over the summer, um, decided, I don't know. She probably previous decided, but According to them, over the summer, um, Latasha basically um, began to embark on her own solo career and had begun missing um, group performances, apparently. She wasn't showing up to, like, tour dates and things of that nature. Um, so it's like, okay, what's up with Latasha? So they, they're basically saying that she's kind of been on this solo thing, um, the promoter or manager that she's work, working with, she's kind of been having like attitudes, not showing up probably to, to practices and things of that nature. Um, but, and the girls basically, you know, social media just kind of speculating some, so many things. And the girls now are doing interviews about it um, as well and telling their side of the story. Um, basically, they try to kind of keep everything behind closed doors, but I think they are now kind of verbally spewing what's been going on. Um, and I think that it's very, very, you know, it's it's a sad thing for them to go, go through this. It wouldn't be the first time, so they're kind of used to it, right? Um, but the thing about it is that I wanted to bring this situation up um, although they're going up in smoke, um, they still have the ability to stick together, right? Stick together. One thing that Latasha is probably going to find out, but whether she care or not, she's probably not going to be able to, I mean, I'm not trying to downplay her, but she may not necessarily have a successful solo career. You know, she might she might go out there, jump out there the same way that Candy did back in the day and just, you know, figure out, hey, maybe I'm better off stay, sticking with the group. Maybe the group as a whole can sell more records than I am able to do as a solo artist. You know, sometimes these people be in these groups. Like, there's so many other groups that kind of disbanded because of disagreements or whatever the case may be. You got um brownstone you got um what's the other groups called uh jodeci drew hill it's so many other group in vogue all of these groups had situations that occurred in it to where you know people wasn't seeing group members were not seeing eye to eye or feel like, you know, one or two people may have felt like, hey, I'm the actual star in the group. I lead the group. I'm singing the vocals. I'm the one with the best or strongest voice. And they feel as though that they have all that is needed to go out and have a successful solo career, and that's not always the case. Especially with a group like 
escape where it's like, you know, although them on an individual basis have had the opportunity to kind of create their own stardom, you know what I'm saying? As a whole, they've been able to kind of create their own, I would say, individual stardom. Like I said, Candy was do, does her thing. Tiny does her thing. And she's married to, you know, a very popular um, hip-hop artist, T.I. So she's kind of created her own little sphere and platform and stardom, you know, indiv- as an individual. Tamika and Latasha, I think they've always kind of, they've had their own stardom by being a part of escape. But for many years, they kind of just, they, they lived a very quiet, it seems like a quiet um life. You know what I'm saying? They really wasn't into what was going on in, in TV and media. And you know what I mean? You really didn't hear a lot about them. So um, escape is known to be a four person group. You know what I mean? And fans want to continue to see that that way you know what I mean so Latasha I don't know sister I don't know how sexful you would be um as a solo artist I really don't know but I guess you would never know if you don't try so you know I wish her all of the luck and hopefully um these ladies can come to some type of common ground that will be beneficial and, um, you know, beneficial for all of them where they can at least continue to stay cordial for the sake of the group and for the sake of their fans. Um, however, I think at this stage in the game, and also if you look at their ages, they're all over 40. So at this stage in the game, I just think that sticking as a group will be best for them and the solo careers to just kind of hang that shit up. <laughs> anyway, on to the next. On to the next. All right. So, speaking of... Speaking of reality TV, let's get into this real quick. So, Todd and Julie Chrisley, um, they were um, some Caucasian reality TV stars of Chrisley's Knows Best. Um, I forgot what station, what cable station network um, that appeared on. However, um, the two basically um, were sentenced recently to Todd um, was given 12 years and Julie seven years. Both of them um, have an additional three years of supervised um, probation, I believe, um, for multi-million dollar bank fraud. Um, so they had been living it up on the reality show. Um, if you guys kind of remember or have tuned in once or twice, um, they seem to be kind of very kind people. They lived in the north side, um, out north of Atlanta, very well-to-do, gated community, had a very nice home, um, all the, you know, luxuries of life and you would see all of these luxuries on television, but apparently, Hey, they was on the back end frauding. Ain't that some shit. So now all of their kids, their family, just, I'm sure at this point was embarrassed. 
and you know, hopefully they'll be able to, you know, as far as like their kids continue on and make good with themselves, you know, while their parents spend time in prison. Um, now I don't know if they will have to, I think with federal prison, um, sentences, you have to do, I believe 85% of your time. So yeah, so they they'll be in there for a little bit. Um, however, they will not be in there forever. Um, so that gives them the opportunity to go in and, you know, use, uh, use that opportunity in prison to, um, you know, do their time, hopefully figure out right from wrong, change their life around so that when they get out, I'm sure the media and these te these networks will still be there and will probably want to chronicle their lives after they, you know, exit from prison. So they'll still have opportunities to make money, but apparently it's just probably one of these situations where, you know, these type of things don't necessarily always affect black people as people always seem. Black people don't know how to, you know, manage their money and they always doing this and they always blowing money fast and scamming and things of that nature. But um, as you can see, other races do as well. Um, so we need to kill that stereotype. Other races do as well. Hey, I'm, I'm just glad to see um, that they're doing their time, you know, that they were found guilty and for stealing millions and things of that nature. And now they just have to pay the price, you know, to suffer the consequences. And um, it's just a shame. And then another thing I wanted to add to that is that um, apparently, apparently, hell, they might have they uh, been able to kind of continue on with the scam if it hadn't have been for an ex-boyfriend. So apparently... As many, even though Todd and Julie Chrisley was quote unquote married, which may have been all for TV, apparently Todd had an ex-boyfriend, which to me, you look at Todd on TV, he looks a little fruity to me. He acts a little fruity. All you see is Botox face, look like he probably had a facelift at some point. But yeah, he's a little on the feminine side. Um, he apparently had a man he was gay and his ex-boyfriend is rumored to be the one that contact the federal authorities on them he snitched them out um they said that the two were together had an affair starting in 2000 and it lasted for 12 years um they ended they ended or broke up however you want to call it in 20 12 um apparently i guess the ex-boyfriend got pissed off like hey he probably looking at julie and looking at the kids and them living his high life and here come the ex-boyfriend's like nigga i was with you for 12 years and i didn't get none of this shit so um hey ain't nothing like a man scorn fuck a woman ain't nothing like a man scorn and he decided to go to the authorities and he was working with the feds and that's how the Chrisley's empire basically crumbled. Ain't that some shit? I know one thing, if this don't teach you nothing, it need to teach you the fact that, Hey, 
please make sure the people that you're dealing with, especially when you're in a relationship or a marriage or a long-term relationship with somebody or common law, sometimes you need to make sure that you treat them people good during the relationship. Or at least when you get to the point where you feel as though you no longer want to be with that individual, figure out how you can break up with them, leave them, divorce them, however you want to put it, in the most amicable way possible without the other person feeling some type of way because it's a lot of people out here that love the word revenge. They love the word revenge. They love the get back. And when you move on from that person and enter your next situation or relationship or marriage, and especially if you are living good, you're succeeding, you're happy, that pisses people off, especially those exes. And then what that the and what the what does that do next? Drive them motherfuckers crazy. And when it drives them crazy, the next thing that may come, them calling the feds on you. You know what I'm saying? Them snitching on you. You know what I'm saying? Or they're them causing some type of physical harm on you. You just never know. Or they come and key your car up, flatten your ties. People are just crazy out here. So if you break up with somebody or leave them, you definitely have to be extremely leery and weary of that person and how that person may react, whether how they're going to react in that very moment during the breakup or how they may react years down the line after the breakup. You just never know how people is going to act at all. You know what I'm saying? So just something to think about y'all. All right, so the next thing I wanted to discuss is speaking of relationships, right? We got another situation here um, where an affair was involved. Oh, my God. So news came out today, actually, that Good Morning America host TJ Holmes and Miss Amy Robach or Robach. I'm not sure how that is pronounced, but basically them two have been snuggling and cuddling while being married to their own spouses. Okay. So according to people magazine, and I'm just reading off here, Amy, um, Robot and TJ Holmes. Apparently, a source says that this not necessarily an affair, right? It's not necessarily an affair, right? Because they did not begin dating until after they separated from their spouses, says the source. Right. Okay. The couple's relationship was publicly revealed. Um, actually. On Wednesday, yesterday, when photos of them 
holding hands in a car and cozying up at a bar during a vacation in upstate New York surfaced. Um, they both shut down their Instagram accounts just hours later. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? They was called baby. And then I also side note, I just saw a video in Instagram showing them where it looks like a private investigator or somebody had been following them. They were loading the back of their limo, um, like putting luggage in the back of the trunk or whatever the case may be. And she was in the trunk fooling around with the bags and he was walking past her. looks like they was on a trip somewhere. He was walking past her and he hit her on the ass with his hand. So yeah, they had a private investigator, whoever the spouses were or shit abc whoever the network somebody had a private investigator following they asked this whole goddamn time and they didn't even know it but anyway people magazine goes on to say the source says that there was no overlap between the gma co-anchors um romance and their respective marriages um quote unquote this was just two consenting adults who were each separated they both broke up with their spouses in August within weeks of each other. The relationship didn't start until after that. Child, how long they been working together? <laughs> I tell you, people would just lie. Even the sources would lie, man. They just lie, lie, lie. It says Robot, 49, 49 years old. Um, she's married to actor Andrew Hsu, um, while TJ Holmes, 45, is married to an attorney, Marley Feibig. Um, both couples actually got married in 2010. Um, the source continued to say, she's got nothing to hide. They were both separated, so they felt very comfortable dating in the open after that. Their spouses had moved out even, so they were not hiding anything. Um, the insider also tells people um, that Robot, Robach, I might be pronouncing the lady name wrong, plans to be on the air Thursday morning. Of course, she's going to have to talk about it. Um, another source previously told people um, that Holmes and Robach's um, colleagues were somewhat surprised to see the new photos, though the pair's chemistry had been on display in the newsroom for quite some time. Quote, unquote, there were rumors they were having an affair about a year ago, that source said. A lot of people believe there might have been some truth to it because you can see there is a mutual affection there, but everyone ultimately chalked it up to friendship because they always said they were both happily married. Holmes joined the GMA team in 2014 and immediately struck up a close connection to Robot. She previously told people about their friendship. Um, they said, hey, we want to bring a co-anchor. They said, hey, we want to bring on a co-anchor. What do you think of TJ Holmes? And I almost fell out my chair. My God, you couldn't have picked a better person to ask me what I thought of because we've been trying to figure out a way to work together for literally the last five years. So they've been, look, they've been looking at each other, apparently. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Robot also told people about their double dates. Um, their double dates with Shu and Fibic. 
their spouses, well, estranged spouses now. Um, the moment he started at ABC, I think we just clicked. We've gone on tons of double dates with our spouses, and my daughters babysit his daughters. The recent photo says People Magazine aren't the first time Roblox and Holmes have been spotted together off screen. Back in 2021 of April, April 2021, Roblox shared a photo of herself and Holmes on the streets of New York doing one of their marathon training sessions. So, yeah, so they look like they, I mean, apparently they've been having, you know, they've been seeing eye to eye, real close eye to eye. Um, for quite some time, for several years, so they probably and they do the morning show. They're with each other, you know. This is how these workplace romances, you know, this is how they kick off. The person you see every single day for eight to nine hours a day, hey, a lot of people tend to start, you know, liking them and they start dating and hunching and doing everything else. So it looks like this is probably what happened um, with these two. And uh, I guess it's just a sad situation. I don't know what the couples, the the, the spouses think about it. Um, maybe at some point it were to come out, um, you know, they may make a statement. Who knows? But it's going to be interesting to see how this thing, you know, kind of pans out because, as we saw with the Celtics, you know, and Neil Long and her man, how if he if he was having an affair with a staff member, you know, they just straight up fired the man, suspended him. So it's like I guess different industries maybe handle these type of situations um, in different manners, but it's going to be interesting to see how they handle this. Now, if Robach and Holmes have been able to, you know, keep this away from the job and have that type of relationship away from the job, that's fine. But if they are, in fact, you know, traveling to other places, you know, going um, on site to do news reporting and things of that nature and fooling around each other, fooling around with each other while at work in that sense, then yeah, that that's some HR shit right there that they need to figure out how they're gonna um how they gonna handle it. Okay. All right, so moving right along. Moving right along. So as you know, um the man who has been going weeks and weeks, past month or two, um, and can I keep his mouth shut? is Mr. Kanye West, or a.k.a. as he go by now, yay. Kanye West um, visited um, Alex Jones. You know Alex Jones is the guy I talked about um, a couple of weeks ago about um, freedom of speech ain't free. Alex Jones, conspiracy theorist, um... And he has a show called Info Info Wars. Well, Kanye West finally moseyed his little ass on down to Jones's show um, to be interviewed, where he came out of his mouth to profess that, quote unquote, I see good things about Hitler. 
Kanye West praised Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. He denied the Holocaust and attacked Jewish people again. At length, during a disturbing interview today with conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, and this is um, pulled this from the Rolling Stone and also got the opportunity to actually um, look at that. Um, portion of that interview as well. Let me try to pull it up real quick here on my phone so that we can get into the audio of this mess, okay? Because I want you guys to hear it from the motherfucking horse's mouth. Um, But let me see if I can find it. <clears throat> let me see if I can find it. Uh, let me see. Kanye. Give me one moment. Give me one moment. Give me one moment. Okay. Oh my gosh, uh. Oh my gosh, uh. <laughs> You know, Kanye has been, um, just doing a whole lot, man. He's been doing. A whole man, Nikki Ficky lot lately. Ah, okay. So this is an archival in this. Okay, yeah. let's Where's see. You right now, you're, you're, you, this is a new look for you. Oh no, I've been wearing a mask for a while. Ah, that ain't the one. I always get on here and my nose just start, ugh. My nose be stopped up like a mug, yo. It's like everybody got post, but I'm just trying to pull the the freaking audio. I'm just trying to pull the audio. <laughs> oh, my God. One thing I do know. Because I do like to have audio here. Um, all right, here we go. Some people call him BB. No, some people call him Yahoo. But we're gonna call him Nettin. What you want, 
show the banks, and we have to go and kill people. Also, we're in a bad way. So, Alex Jones is literally looking like, what the f- Like, what the hell, y'all? Okay, here's the other part. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I I see I I see good things about Hitler also. The Jew I love everyone and Jewish people are not going to tell me you can love um you know us and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts and you can love what we're you know what we're pushing with the pornography. But this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician. You can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good, and I'm done with that. I'm done with the classifications. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. You're not a Nazi. Oh, my God. Kanye. I mean, you talking about people tearing his ass up on social media, especially on fucking Twitter, yo. Like, like, what? I mean, it's so crazy how he's manic, right? At least I think so. And the fact that Kanye believes that what he does what he does is like justified is crazy and not necessarily what he does, but what he says is justified. It's crazy. Like it's like in 2005, here you go talking about George Bush, George Bush doesn't care about black people. But then now in 2022, you talking about, I like Hitler, like nigga, if you don't go now, Kanye is sick, yo. I will always support his music. I love his music. But this rhetoric, his ideologies, is just, it's so far, far out of hand. It is so fucking far out of hand, man. It's embarrassing, not only to the black culture, it's just embarrassing to all his fans, his young fans, and to think that he's he says he's running for president for 2024. Like, no one is, just like Trump said, and I, I can agree with Trump on this one, dude, don't run. No one. You might have a handful of voters, but you're going to be wasting money. You're going to be wasting money trying to run Kanye. However, I don't like to kill no one's dream. If it is his dream to be the president, okay, do what you got to do. Live out, Attempt to live out your dream. But some things is just, dude, you're not helping the situation. You're not helping... Every every other week we come in here and we talk about something that Kanye has said, some outlandish ass shit that he said that he says, and then you have this this subset of, of people who take every word he says, and then he he try to play us as if gotcha, 
that little meme that's going around with him saying gotcha like no dude you didn't get us they got you and you now you're trying to save face because of of, of adidas dropping you and balenciaga well you know i want to talk about that in a second um that them two i mean gap you know all of these all of these business contracts that you have with them and situations is just down the drain. Now they dropped you dog and you lost millions and millions of dollars, but you're going to come back and say, gotcha. Like it was just part of your plan so that you can finally be independent as far as like this fashion stuff goes. No, you didn't get us. You just trying to save face now. And now you're talking about you like Hitler. Man. Kanye, if you don't go on, on but let me go ahead because this is um a very long part today, I see. <laughs> um Balenciaga, yo. Balenciaga. <laughs> Beyonce, oh, excuse me. Balenciaga has had a um, situation that happened with one of their recent kid um, um, ads. For those who are not familiar with Balenciaga, Balenciaga is a luxury fashion brand um, that basically came out with a 2022 Christmas cat um, campaign. It was two ad campaigns that apparently was shot by a photographer, um, a female named Gabriele Galemberti. It's either Galemberti, Jalemberti, Galemberti. Um, and there was also a spring 2023 campaign that was shot by a Chris Maggio. The Christmas campaign was the one um, that featured the teddy bears. The teddy bears basically um, were like this BDSM, S&M. Um, if you don't know what that means, go ahead and Google it. Um, style leather gear with bandage, like bandage and things of that nature. The bears basically in the video with the kids um, were actually plush they was supposed to they're basically handbags um that balenciaga has crafted um that's in the shape of teddy bears um the teddy bears however um like i said adorn leather straps um so you can definitely see that it was extremely provocative um and evocative of this s&m wear um if you are familiar with that lifestyle um, the spring campaign, the one that was shot by Mr. Maggio, um, it features um, a future Balenciaga collaboration with Adidas, interestingly, right? Uh, both brands have recently had to cut ties, um, as I just mentioned, with Kanye West um, over, you know, various controversies. However, the Balenciaga and Adidas bag um, – in that particular ad campaign, it showed um, an office environment and sitting on top of pile of papers were folders, laptops, and legal documents. Um, the legal documents um, are 
The legal documents, however, is what caused the controversy in this particular spring 2023 campaign. Uh, One of them, actually, one of the documents shows a text from a Supreme Court decision, um, which was related to the Protect Act, uh, which was a 2003 federal law that states child pornography is not protected by free speech. Right. So once these ad campaigns kind of came out, the media, everybody is in an uproar. Um, It didn't take long for, you know, word to spread. Um, After the text of the document was actually, it was pointed out by a Twitter user um, last week. People just kind of um, began to be extremely furious um, you had fashion industry commentators um, that came out and spoke. You had Fox News um, anchors come out and say something about it. Um, basically, Balenciaga has now pulled both of the ad campaigns from social media. Um, Kim Kardashian, um, who, you know, like I said, Kanye West, um, basically um, Kanye West, had a collaboration with Balenciaga and so their kids and even Kim um, oftentimes wore Balenciaga. Um, She's actually now come out um, because she was a, like I said, she not only wore it, but was an ambassador of the brand as well. She's come out with an official statement um, basically stating that she will be reevaluating her relationship with the brand. Um, The creative director, Dimna Zvasfalia, um, basically, she was set to receive the Business of Fashion's Global Voices Award next week um, for using its platform to interrogate social political issues and support marginalized people. Um, however, it looks like um, the publication stated on Instagram um, that they are rescinding um, that award from him. Child. Mm, 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 mm. So, um, people was wondering, like, so Balenciaga basically is placing the blame on the advertising agencies. However, somebody at Balenciaga had to approve the campaign. <laughs> Somebody at Balenciaga had to approve approve the campaigns right before they went out to press. Um, excuse me. So, um, some of the details that have come out about this is that there were three parties involved: Balenciaga, um, the ad agency called North Six, and also the two photographers, which was um, Chris Maggio and Gre- Gabrielle Gallimberti, right? who were hired by Balenciaga. All right. So now Balenciaga came out with a statement and basically are, um, has filed also a $25 million lawsuit against North six. Um, the North six ad agency, uh, basically for being responsible for the spring ad, excuse me, spring ad, um, featuring the Supreme Court documents. Um, however, but the lawsuit is not against the photographers. Well, one of the photographers, uh, Chris Maggio. 
Uh, Balenciaga called the inclusion of the document in the ad specifically. We talked about that 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 ad about the Protect Act, um, malevolent or at the very least extraordinarily reckless. And this kind of reminds me. I don't know if you guys are Netflix watchers, but um, when it comes to these ad agencies and um, big corporations hire them basically for like their marketing campaigns. This reminds me about the Pepsi um, documentary, uh, where Pepsi, where's my jet, how, you know, this ad agency basically was working with, <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, this ad agency was working with, um, Pepsi, uh, back in the eighties and they put out this visual ad and in the ad, uh, basically, oh Lord, basically the ad, um, promoted the fact that <coughs> that people could, uh, people could win kind of like this fighter jet for seven billion points. <coughs> Then they later came back and said it was a joke. And then the guy who actually came up with the 7 million points of the money to enter the contest <coughs> ended up trying to sue, uh, ended up, you know, filing a lawsuit. And, you know, it was just a whole bunch of back and forth in the, in the courts and stuff like that. Right. <coughs> oh, shit. I need to hurry up in this podcast. This has gone on long enough. Um, but let me hurry up. So they got this $25 million lawsuit against the ad agency. Um, however, a representative from North Six, um, they told the New York Post the company had no creative control over the content of the ad and that Chris Maggio has, I mean, Chris Maggio hasn't made a statement. Um, Gabrielle Gallimberti, uh, one of the other photographers, she was the one who shot photos of the teddy bear ad. <clears throat> she said in a statement on Instagram, uh, excuse me, uh, oh, Gabrielle Gallimberti. Okay, so they Gabrielle is not a, a female, it's a male. Apparently, he went on Instagram also and stated that he was not he was given no control over the creative content of his shoot other than the details like the lighting and the framing the content uh pairing the child models with the teddy bear bag it was already decided before he was even hired he said so it looks like balenciaga is trying to place the blame on everybody fucking else except the motherfucking sales they know they was dead wrong <coughs> So it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out, pans out um, from a legal standpoint. Um, however, from a moral standpoint, you know, we always see these things that come out in the open uh, when it comes to anything dealing with children and sexuality and things of that nature. The two should never be paired together. It's a shame that a luxury brand of this magnitude 
um, did not have some type of quality control. Like who does the final approval of these photos? You know what I'm saying? I'm sure they have somebody in house that does that. But the person who does that for them to even have look at look at these ads and say, hey, OK, we're going to let the, we gonna go ahead and send these out to press. It's a goddamn shame. It's a goddamn shame. And that tells a lot about the person or executives in leadership um, where their moral standards are. And it's a shame. It's a shame. Mm-mm-mm. So, but hey, other luxury um, fashion houses have had is- some type of issues. Gucci, Dolce Gabbana, like... All these other fashion houses, I can understand you want to push the envelope. You want to have political statements, social political statements within, within you know, these ads to sell your products. However, there's kind of still a fine line of things that you should and should not do or should or should not be allowed. But however, if you are willing to take that risk, you need to be willing to take the consequences um, of however, you know, the public is going to react to it. And if that means, Hey, the public now is going to stop buying your products, which means you're going to lose millions and millions of dollars. Then, Hey, Hey, stand on it. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, let me get my, uh, sick ass out of here. Anyway, it was a lot going on on this episode 44 straightforward with miss b as you can see you guys i have sinus issues kind of year round and uh you know i just try to keep myself as healthy as i possibly can and that's what i'm about to do now but i hope you guys enjoyed this episode tune in next week um don't forget to follow us on social media straightforward miss b and um stream us and and check us out sundays youtube live as well until next time